I was thinking about a story I heard in Cynthia's class about somebody having a baby in the bathroom. And I thought, I can do this. I can do this. I'm Cynthia Overgaard, owner of Hypnobirthing of Connecticut, childbirth advocate, and postpartum support specialist. And I'm Trisha Ludwig, certified nurse midwife and international board-certified lactation consultant. And this is the Down to Birth podcast. Childbirth is something we're made to do, but how do we have our safest and most satisfying experience in today's medical culture? Let's dispel the myths and get down to birth. Today on the podcast, we are debuting our birth story episodes with an incredible account of a woman whose planned hospital birth had a plan of its own. Lee is here today to share her remarkable story of how a 42-year-old woman experienced an ecstatic and transformative birth experience in the most unexpected of places. Um, yes, so my name is Lee, and I'm from Greenwich, Connecticut. I have two children. Um, my son is 10 and my daughter is 8, and um, my husband's name is John. We have been married um, for 12 years, um, but you wouldn't know that by the anniversary I got for him last month, which says you've been my rock for 11 years, but that's... <laughs> Maybe you've only been his rock for 11 years. <laughs> that's right. But I figured that the, the gift was enough. Uh, it's, you know, it's either here I um, remember the gift, so this year was my year, but it's okay. It's a thought that counts. It's a thought that counts. But um, yeah, so I, I grew up in Greenwich and I went to school in New York for fashion and ended up in a, um, in a shoe career for almost 20 years doing design, product development, uh, working all the time, traveling. My husband had gone on some trips with me and having a family and children was just definitely not something in the forefront of my, of my mind. Um, I, uh, I guess I never really thought about it. I just didn't think it was, it was for me. So after we got married and our honeymoon, I realized I was pregnant and I was a little disappointed um, when I found out initially because I thought the timing was not something that I was ready for. You actually found out on your honeymoon? Uh, no, when, when I got back and I was working and I d didn't quite feel right and wasn't sure why. Can I jump in here for sure. a second? You, you just said you weren't feeling quite ready. So understandable because you had just gotten married. But how old were you at that point? I was 40. So you were 40. Yes. I love it. I mean, I was, you were 40 and just still disappointed you weren't quite ready. So, Correct. And you're older than John. I am. I am older than John. Okay. So, yes. How did, how did he feel? Sorry. Just you know, he, he was extremely supportive, which I'm so grateful for. He always said that, um, we, you know, we didn't have to have a family. He was just happy to, to be together. And I really appreciated that. So um, when I found out I was pregnant, initially, again, I, I wasn't really um, too thrilled. I thought I'm still, you know, in the middle of my career and working really hard. And I felt it to be a bit of an inconvenience. So after a couple of weeks, I kind of, you know, tried the idea on for size and, and definitely then got more excited about it. And then unfortunately, I miscarried. Hmm. So... Um, I thought, okay, well, everything happens for a reason, and the timing just wasn't right. Um, the following summer, I found myself pregnant again, but by this time, I was I was ready for it. I had let the whole idea marinate, and I thought, you know, 
I've done a lot of things in my life and gone to a lot of places. And the one thing I haven't done yet was have children. And I was like, I think I, think I can do this. So when I found out I was pregnant, um, I you know, went to my doctor and had the various appointments. Um, and I realized that there are certain things that were not in alignment with my beliefs. Now, I didn't have a doctor beforehand. I had to just kind of find one that was convenient for me, an office in the city and an office in Connecticut. And um, I said, well, you know, what, what kind of um, birthing experience do you think I could have? Can I, can I kind of move around? And he said, oh, just call the hospital and, and talk to so-and-so, and, and they'll kind of give you some ideas. I said, okay. So when I did that, I, again, I didn't really get the answers I was looking for, but I didn't know what they were. You sort of got redirected to somebody else. and I did. I did. Yeah. And I didn't really have anybody to pull from. Most of my peers were in the fashion business and most of them unmarried um, and lovely, great people, but nobody had children or young children or, or just had a baby. I couldn't ask them, so what did you do and what are your resources? I kind of had to figure it out for myself. And although I'm the youngest of five kids and my brothers and sisters have children, they had children a while back, so nothing was really relevant. Um, I knew that, again, I could do this. I just needed some guidance and resources. So I started looking on the internet and I found um, something called a doula. I had no idea what, what, it, what it was. And I thought, this is for me. So I asked my doctor if I could have a doula in the room when I was giving birth. And he said, well, if you want to waste your money, and wow. I, well, my doctor said something similar in my story. That is not yes, the first time that must we've be heard line. that. Yeah. that oh. It's a line. It's a line. So that was the big red flag. And I thought, you know what? I need to make a change. I, I just have to say, they're the hardest working and lowest paid people in the yes. industry. I, I it, and it's coming from the person who stands to make so much money or bring in so much revenue for the hospital. It's, yes. it's, it's really... It's a really remarkable comment. Yeah. I just have to ask before you continue, did the doctor make any comment about your age? Oh, and I've if been so, dying what? to ask uh, that question. Okay. <laughs> so let's hear yes, it. of course. Of okay. course. So I, um, I was going to be 40 with my first child. Mm -hmm. um, so I uh, was in a high-risk um, category according to my doctor. My doctor, although I was extremely healthy, wanted me to take various tests and other things that I felt were unnecessary. And I did eventually advocate for myself and say, I don't want to do certain things. Um, I felt fine. I had, thankfully, a great pregnancy. I felt healthy. I was exercising and eating right. Um, and again, this just didn't kind of sit with my my beliefs. It didn't wasn't in alignment with how I felt and how I kind of saw my birth, even though I wasn't quite sure what that looked like yet. I was trying to kind of pull it and piece it all together. Um, an important part, after I secured my doula and was looking into a new practice, I did find a, a doctor midwife practice. And granted, this is all in Cortland Manor, New York, which is about 45 minutes from where I lived. But to me, it was worth it. Absolutely. But I needed another piece. I wasn't going to do some sort of heavy panting while I was trying to have a baby. I just knew it wasn't for me. So I looked on the internet and I found something called hypnobirthing. And I thought, wow, well, that sounds like it totally jives with who I am. And that is how I found Cynthia. 
And I took her class, which was amazing. My husband, John, and I did. And it was just like, it was like the glue that just put everything together. I was so thankful. Um, my new practice, my doula and Cynthia's hypnobirthing class just kind of made my whole new path of having a baby seem just perfect. With the new practice that you were at, did the uh, I imagine that the issues around age regarding testing in the in the higher risk categories that they put you in still existed, but did you feel treated um, differently by the new practice in terms of just the idea of being a forty one? Were you forty one at this point or forty? I was forty. Forty being a pregnant forty year old woman, because a lot of times it's. Um, women will feel that their practitioner is treating them differently, almost like you're too old to be having a baby. Why are you even, you know, why are you even doing this? I, I think I felt that the first time with my first doctor. And uh, he, although respectful in his own way, I just didn't feel understood. Or supported. Or supported. The second practice um, was all female, and I definitely felt like they were in alignment and they understood. And although I was older, they they didn't really they weren't so concerned. Right, That's they weren't so concerned, exactly. which which was great, which was wonderful. So um, my um, my son was born uh, in May, and I remember kind of the time leading up to it. And just, you know, you get, you get, you're a little nervous. It's your first baby. You're not quite sure what to expect, when things are going to happen. And I went into uh, labor on, on Friday night. And it was quite a long labor because he wasn't born until Sunday night. So I thought Friday night contractions, surges, everything. I went to the hospital, which is 45 minutes away. And they said, oh, you're one centimeter. And I thought, wow. <laughs> I'm going to be in for the long haul. Um, thankfully, the hospital up in Cortland Manor sent me home and didn't make me stay, which I was very grateful for. Um, so we made the drive home, and the next day I went back, but I went to my doula's house. She helped things progress a little bit, went to the hospital, and went into a tub. They have uh, wonderful birthing rooms there, and my son was born at about 10.30 at night. On Sunday. So when you arrived at the hospital, do you remember how far along you were at that point? Um, I, I don't know how to measure it, but I felt like I was ready, but I wasn't quite ready because by the time I went to the hospital and by the time he was born, it was still a few hours. Okay. So I, I you know, had to pace myself. But again, first pregnancy, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. Um, my uh, doctor was wonderful. It was her first water birth, so she was super excited. Awesome. My doula was there and was very respectful and understanding of hypnobirthing and used all the right terminology. And everyone was fantastic. Did my you have any intervention whatsoever? Did you have an IV? Did you have an episiotomy? No. I know you didn't have an epidural. Was there any intervention None. during your labor? Nothing None. None. In fact, while I was uh, breathing and doing some relaxation methods and kind of, you know, in my own head with, um, uh, you know, trying to really get into the zone, I know that I was checked by the doctor, not checked, not internally, but just um, she wanted to make sure that the baby's heartbeat was okay. And she was kind of 
amazed. She said, you know, the baby's heart rate is so perfect and steady and just calm. She said, I'm just going to let this be. So you actually never had a vaginal exam? No. That's amazing. No. That, that's so rare. No. That is so rare. That's so rare in a hospital birth. But and I didn't have it in the hospital birth, and I also refused it during um, my appointments towards the end. Oh, that's that's very so, good to hear. See, because it's really yeah, not that for relevant. women to know that that is a choice. That is a choice you to can have make. vaginal exams even during labor. To, oh yes, that's I, I didn't know. It's know so that. hard to get through that hospital door without them saying, "Well, right. how far along is she? Well, somebody's going to have to check her. We need to know." Like it, it was a very supportive community. I, I'm I'm very grateful for that and and the experience. Okay, so as as unfortunately, these wonderful births like yours, particularly at the age of forty, are rare. And that in itself is a remarkable story, particularly also that it lasted 48 hours. And we know that in so many facilities in the U.S. in particular, they're pushing for C-section after a fixed number of hours, even without a medical reason for doing so. Um, But it's your second birth story that is really unusual and interesting. (laughs) So we would love to hear two years later when you contacted me for a refresher class because you were pregnant again at age 42. Uh, what happened with your next birth, Lee? Well, Cynthia, I had a unplanned, unassisted home birth in the bathroom. Can't wait to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, I, I realized that um, I'd like to have another child, and I also knew that age was a factor. I, um, although didn't think that conceiving was going to be an issue. I didn't want to take the risk. So my husband and I decided to have another baby. Fortunately, it didn't take very long and I was pregnant again. Um, And then when I was, uh, you know, when I gave birth, I was 42. Um, I went back to the same provider because I figured they were a great fit and they were. I had the same doula and I was planning on going back to the same hospital in Hudson Valley and having another water birth, unmedicated natural water birth. So things changed a bit leading up to when my daughter was born. Um, I had uh, woken up early on a Wednesday morning at about 4 a.m. and I was just really uncomfortable um, and I thought that maybe this is the start of, of, uh, of labor. I had told my husband, who was sleeping at the time, that you know maybe you shouldn't go to work because we might go to the hospital later tonight, thinking this could be another long, a long uh, process. So I, I got up. I walked around. I realized that there wasn't really much I could do, so I decided to kind of calm myself and listen to some relaxation, rainbow relaxation, And I had recorded a few of them using my own voice. And I sat on a yoga ball in our other bedroom, kind of hunched over on the bed and just breathing into these surges. I definitely noticed that they were pretty strong. And although I wasn't timing them, I felt like they were coming pretty fast. So Um, everybody was still sleeping. My son was actually in the other bedroom. It's a little house, 1920s. Everything is connected by a little hallway. There's a bathroom and three bedrooms and I'm in the other bedroom and I'm breathing and my husband comes in and he kind of looks at me and he's trying to talk and I keep kind of waving him off because I'm 
taking a deep breath in, and then I kind of exhale with this like throaty hum as long as I can. And um, I'm really, I'm in the moment. You're in your zone. I'm focused. I'm focused. So it's a hot July morning, and I decide that I think I should take a bath, a nice cool bath, and see if that just helps things. So my husband helped me, and I was in the bath for about a half hour. And again, at this point, I thought, I'm not sure if I can move. I don't think I can go down the stairs if I were to leave, and I'm not quite sure how long I can stay in the tub. And I definitely felt my surges a lot stronger and coming pretty quickly. But again, I was so in the moment. It was like a laser focus of just concentrating solely on my breathing. Breathe in and breathe out. And that was it. I mean, while I was in the tub and I was kind of like leaning over the tub and my husband, I don't know where he was, I thought, well, I knew something was going to happen soon. And I tried to call. It was like a dream. You know when you try to use a phone in, in a dream and you like you can't figure out the numbers and stuff? <laughs> so I tried to call my mom to tell her, like, I think I'm going to have the baby soon. I don't know how I thought I was going to speak. So sure enough, she answered, and it was right in the middle of like a, a surge. I could not talk for mm-hmm. the life of me. It was just, just hello, hello, Lee. That's like the cruelest thing we can possibly do to a mother. I did the same thing <laughs> yeah. to my mother when I was in labor with my son. I called her. She answered and I had a surge and I yeah. just got silent. And as soon as I could speak, I was like, I am You labor. literally can't <laughs> speak in those moments. It's a, no. Poor that's, I remembered someone saying, you know, in your labor when you can't talk. Like, yes, what do you that's mean, right. You when you can't talk, when you cannot talk through it anymore. <laughs> that's, always the, that's always the gauge. That's always the question. I was Can like, no, you, talk? you can't freaking talk. But by that point, it's pretty damn close. Down to Birth is sponsored by Postpartum Soothe. Recovering from a vaginal birth takes many women by surprise. Everyday activities like sitting, walking, and going to the bathroom can be uncomfortable. And Postpartum Soothe is just the remedy to support your healing and relieve discomfort. Postpartum Soothe is a 100% organic herbal blend that's applied to maternity pads in the days immediately following your birth, giving you all the benefits of a sits bath 24-7. That's because herbs like comfrey leaf, uva ursi, and witch hazel are known for their antimicrobial and anti-inflammatory properties. Postpartum Soothe can be prepared anytime during the third trimester, and it makes a beautiful baby gift. It's a must for any woman seeking a faster, easier recovery from a vaginal birth. Visit postpartumsoothe.com. That's postpartumsoothe, S-O-O-T-H-E dot com, and use promo code DOWNTOBIRTH. I stood up and my water broke. And my only uh, thought was just to get down on my hands and knees. And that that position felt just the most comfortable and natural at the time. And I was on my hands and knees on our bathroom mat and leaning against our vanity and kind of rocking into it as I was breathing in and out. And my husband had called my neighbor to come over to watch my son. And just as that moment, I heard the door click, and my son is now awake. When you say you heard the door click, what door clicked? Did your son open his own bedroom door because he woke up? Yes. I know that I know that yes. sound, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. feel the sound. Oh, boy. Everything's about yeah. to change. Okay. And, he's, and he's just one? <laughs> two. Two. Okay. He's two. Okay, he's two years yeah. old. So he's two he's, years old. So, right. he, you know, we were relatively quiet. I was very quiet. I, I Again, just the, the breathing in and the breathing out and a hum and... He obviously heard some some movements, so he got up. My husband scooped him up and brought him downstairs. 
So here I am on my hands and knees, kind of rocking into, into our vanity on our lovely bathroom mat and just breathing in and out. And my husband, who was on the phone on and off, I believe, with my midwife, just trying to update her, he looked at me and he goes, we need to go to Hudson Valley. And I just, I shook my head. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't talk. I couldn't find the words. And then he looked at me, he goes, we're going to go to Greenwich. And I just shook my head even harder. No. And the only thing I said is I'm having the baby now. Wow. I, I remembered a story I heard in Cynthia's It gives me class. chills. I can like, I, <laughs> I can think just, I, I can feel this again. moment. I can feel this moment. It's like not going anywhere. It's just happening. You were so in your space and you knew exactly what you needed to do. And in going somewhere was not that. It wasn't. There was, there there was, was no choice. No choice. No choice at all. So I was on my, my hands and knees, um, breathing, rocking against my vanity on my bathroom mat. And I, I was thinking about a story I heard in Cynthia's class about somebody having a baby in the bathroom. And I thought, I can do this. I can do this. At the same time, within two surges, I could feel my baby just come down and out. And my husband, John, caught her. And I grabbed my arms underneath her as well. And he placed her right on my chest. And John must have picked up the phone and he was talking to my midwife who was trying to figure out what was going on. And John just said, it's a girl. And she said, okay. And she walked him through some simple steps and we rubbed her back and she let out a little cry. And I could hear my son downstairs in the living room going, baby, baby. And that was the only sound you could hear during that whole process. So here I am on the bathroom floor, leaning against the wall with my newborn baby girl on my chest. And we wrapped her in some towels and she started nursing and and that was it. And, 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 and it was the most beautiful, empowering, peaceful, incredible experience that I had ever had. You're reminding me that you wrote me an email containing your birth story three days later. And after you told your story to me by email, you wrote the sentence, it was the most amazing, gentle, beautiful experience, but it contained a typo. And it was the only typo in this long two-page dense email you sent me. What you actually wrote was, I was the most amazing, gentle, beautiful experience. Do you think that was any accident? I, I, no, I don't. I don't. I think it was just... Kind Such of, a transformative experience. I mean, yes, just it was how you felt. The most powerful just how I, yeah. experience and changed you forever. It did. And what a beautiful story. And was your husband calm through all of this? Was he panicky? <laughs> was he... Was it? I always was your ask calm you. presence keeping him calm? And I always wanted to ask you, because according to your written version from several years ago, it sounds like the first thing you said to him during the entire labor, after you woke him up, it sounds like the only thing you said was, I'm having the baby right now. Is that yes. how it went? Basically, yes. You woke him up and said it might be sometime today or tonight, and then you were in your zone, and then the next time you spoke, you said to him, I'm having the baby right now. Basically, yes. Right, okay. That was it. I wouldn't change anything at all. I think maybe secretly in the back of my mind, I always wanted a home birth, but 
I never envisioned that it would be quite that kind of home birth. quite like that. <laughs> what happens next? This is always the question from people. What now? You're home, you're with your partner, and there's a baby on you. I mean, what happens? What happened with the placenta, the cord? Where did you go from there? And what was the timing? Well, did you start breastfeeding right away? What happened? I did. I started breastfeeding right away and right on the bathroom floor. Right on the bathroom floor. We John got me a pillow and and some towels. I'm sure it was quite a sight. Um, the midwife was on the phone and just gave us some simple instructions. We put the placenta, wrapped it in a towel and put it on top of the toilet seat so that it was a higher uh, then the heartbeat, so it would pulse out. So you had already birthed the placenta. You did not cut the cord. I did. I yeah, birthed okay, the placenta. But... It was actually fine and very easy. Fabulous. Thank goodness. So yes, it was the baby and the placenta and me were all hanging out in the bathroom. Connected, and... tied together, <laughs> Connected, right? tied together. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and we stayed there for a while. I stayed there for, for a while. Um, did you at some point cut the cord or did you just leave the placenta uh, attached to the cord until the cord fell off? We we left it attached. We left it all attached. Wait and a second. It would take a few days to fall off. You didn't yeah. leave it attached for a few days, did you? No. That's a lotus birth. You didn't do that, did you? No, no. What are you no, laughing but I didn't at? Cut it. <laughs> I didn't cut it in the bathroom. No, we left right. it there. We stayed there. But at you home did cut it at some point that day. Well, somebody came and cut it with. We had cut it later. Tools. Okay, we had had I, it cut later. Actually, had, John cut it. I've had, had one client mm-hmm. who never cut the cord. Yeah, I was, one, I was no, thinking people I was do surprised. that. That's yes. why I was. I was curious. I mean, you don't have any of the, you know, the birthing stuff there to do it, right? But I mean, not that you have to have that stuff. You don't. Sure. I, you know, I probably would have considered it. I just wasn't planning on having. Um, my daughter in the bathroom that, although probably not, you know, dirty, it was certainly not tidy. And I would have gotten a new pretty bath mat that I picked out myself, but none of that, <laughs> none of that existed. Well, what, what had happened is we uh, were at home. Uh, my husband was talking to the midwife. She's like, okay, you know, why don't you meet me at, at the hospital, Hudson Valley? And we said, okay, sure. So then my husband called our doula, who was driving to the hospital thinking she's going to be meeting us there. He calls her up and he was like, hey, I just want to let you know it's a girl. She was like, oh, okay, great. She's like, how's everybody doing? Fine. Oh, she's like, all right, I'll meet you at the house. So she came to meet us at the house, which was great. She was so, it was, it was fantastic because I moved to the bed. I laid in the bed for a little while and we were all just having a very, you know, kind of peaceful kumbaya party. And she said, you know, I think we need to get to the hospital because the midwife is really going to kill me if we don't get there. So we did. We we yeah. kind of packed everybody up and the placenta as well. And we all got into the back seat. My husband drove. Actually, it was in the trunk. We all laid down the, the, the bench and laid down me, my daughter, the placenta, and my doula. We have a video. Driving through Greenwich, Connecticut. Yes, as everyone, during rush hour. as everyone is getting up for work, we're driving down our little street, and they're kind of taking like a double take, like all I What's see is John. On? What's going on? Wow. <laughs> and what would you say is the reason that you had to get to the hospital? What's that all about? Um, Your midwife wanted you there because I think she just wanted to make sure um, that everything looked fine internally. Mm-hmm. I think I had a, a small tear, but it was it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gave me a little stitch, 
And, uh, and then John cut the cord there. I think they just wanted to make sure everything was fine. But they were all at the hospital. They were lovely and respectful. That's the typical protocol. That would be totally appropriate. You go yes. there to basically kick off. You assume, you, you, it's almost as though you assume the baby had been born there and they, 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 they finish, proceed according yeah, exactly. to the usual there, There's protocol. a lot of postpartum they start protocol. start the records. Yeah. Making sure that your bleeding is within normal limits. Check the baby. Yes. Check the baby. Mm-hmm. Check right. your, check if he needs stitches, anything like that. Yes. So it was, it was. But it, wow. So how long were you at the hospital? Did you get to go back home pretty quickly? They had given me the option to stay uh, the night, all three of us, and um, and I decided to to take them up on it. I think um, looking back, I might have just gone home, but um, I knew my son was fine with a relative back at the house, so we were home the next morning pretty early, and it was and it was fine. And our 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 uh, pediatrician met us there and, and Evo checked out beautifully, my daughter and everything was fine. Did your son have a chance to, um, come in the room and see his sister or was it something that, that wasn't part of a plan for you guys? You know, because nothing was planned, I I didn't really think about it. Think about it. Um, I think when we left, he was, at my at my neighbor's house before a relative could could actually come to the house and, and be with him, um, I think I was looking to not upset him. I, I thought I wasn't sure if I was going to come home or not, and the fact that I was just leaving with a baby, I and him and he was two. I I didn't. I think I was avoiding upsetting him. Right. I think if we knew we were going to camp out at the house and I was going to be checked out there, it would be fine. But I think I was thinking about his feelings and just wanting to him not to worry. Yeah, this wasn't something that you had talked about prior to having the baby. No. I mean, everybody has different no. feelings on whether they want their children present at a birth or not, but certainly if they do um, plan to have their children present, they it's usually something that's talked about in advance, and Ooh. this is just such an unanticipated <laughs> I think yes. the part, way for things to go. I think the go. part about leaving the house with another baby is the part that might have been the most alarming. Yeah. I can imagine if he had walked in even during the labor, but to leave and be like, okay, mommy's leaving now with another little yeah. baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hard to comprehend. Yeah. 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 It's understandable. Totally. You would think about doing that with a two-year-old. Yeah. Right. right, exactly. Um, exactly. So have you ever asked yourself, what did Eva's birth bring you or how did it shape you in a different way above and beyond that of your already wonderful natural first birth? A popular question that I get asked all the time, why not just call 911? And I said, it wasn't a medical emergency. I just had a baby, that's all. I I guess all I can say is that there's an inner strength that I feel we all have. And if you can tap into it, you can, you can basically do anything. And I think she gave me a, a really good look into that inner strength. And it was, it was trusting in my body and trusting in my baby and just kind of repeating those words over and over again. Because sometimes I think, about different things in my life. I, I can't think of one right now that kind of compares, but if I'm about to go into some, you know, new challenge, I kind of think to myself, well, you know, my daughter was born in the bathroom. I think I can handle this. <laughs> There's really nothing more affirming than trusting yourself through the birthing process. And it's like in that moment, you knew exactly where you needed to be within yourself 
and you stayed there. You you weren't persuaded by anybody on the phone or anything that your husband was saying. It was like, I know what I'm doing in this moment, and you did it, and it, it had the exact right outcome, and that um, that that trust that you built in yourself and that confidence that you now have in your body and yourself is like, it's life-changing. It is life-changing. It is. When you see a pregnant woman walking around, what do you find yourself hoping for her or wishing for her? Oh, I just, I, I, I want her to have the exact birth that she wants. I want her to be heard. I, I, I want her to, to be respected. And I want her to trust in herself. If you enjoyed our podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share a favorite episode or two. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at DownToBirthShow or contact us and review show notes at DownToBirthShow.com. Please remember this information is made available to you for educational and informational purposes only. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. For our full disclaimer, visit DownToBirthShow.com slash disclaimer. Thanks for tuning in, and as always, hear everyone and listen to yourself. <laughs> Sorry. Why are we laughing? I don't know. It's just funny. It's just, All right. Um, it's just take. So oddly simple. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> so oddly this. difficult. Suddenly, oh, my God. Suddenly we just can't talk. Or our okay. words come out jumbled. Okay, go ahead. Tongue gets all wrapped up. <clears throat>